We're just going to continue in the flow of what we've been doing um, the last couple of weeks. And um, in two weeks' time, things will look a little bit uh, more like you know them and are used to them. And, um, you know, just thank you for engaging in this season that we've been journeying through. It would have been easy for people to go, oh, do you know what? I'll just wait until um, it's a little bit more like what I'm used to. Uh, but you've chosen to come and even with face coverings and all that kind of stuff. And I hope you've experienced over the last few weeks that actually nothing stops the presence of God. Nothing stops. No restrictions, no face coverings, none of that stuff prevents the presence of God from reaching into your life. And, you know, like the psalmist so said, where can I go to flee from your presence? You know, maybe 2021 version of that is, what can stop your presence from encountering me? What can stop, you know, no face mask, no isolation, none of that kind of stuff can stop the presence of God from being felt in your life. So we're just going to continue um, in these short messages that we've been doing as part of this season of services. And we're looking at lessons from lockdown. We're identifying a need that lockdown highlighted. And we're talking about how God is the answer to that need. And so, so far we've looked um, a couple of weeks ago at the importance of community. Some of you were around for that. Last week we talked about the warmth of embrace. And if you've missed either of those or both of those messages, they're going to be available on the Family Church website, family.church, and you can go to the audio bit and catch up on those messages. But today I want to talk about the desire for purpose. The desire for purpose. And the reason that I want to talk about this is because lockdown highlighted this in, in many different ways. And I think that for many people, what they attached purpose to was stopped overnight as lockdown landed on your doorstep. And maybe for you, you were still busy. I know for many people, their jobs got busier, not less busy. But even in that season, there was probably space that was created. But even if work was hectic, maybe there was space in the evenings or space in the weekends that you weren't used to. And to begin with, as I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe you enjoyed that. Maybe you started um, doing something you hadn't done before. Maybe you started, decided, I'm going to get fit, and then that lasted two weeks and thought, actually, I don't like that much. Maybe you did some Joe Wicks workouts, and you liked the fancy dress part like me, but then when it actually came to the exercise part, you weren't so keen. Or I don't know, maybe you took up an instrument, learned the language, started doing puzzles, and you're like, what is going on in my life? I'm doing puzzles, whatever it might have been. But, you know, before long, as I spoke with people, there was a sense of restlessness that was coming on people. And I think partly that's because for some people they incorrectly equate busyness with purpose. Because listen, you can be very busy and yet not be living with any sense of purpose. But I think for others as well, it was that genuine feeling that life was on pause. Um, and you may have liked it to begin with, but after a while it felt like you were stuck. It felt like life was on pause. And as I spoke with people, that feeling of a lack of purpose seemed to be talked about because do you know what so often we misunderstand but actually you can live life on purpose with a purpose no matter what life is looking like around you no matter if you're in lockdown no matter if you're going through a season of ill health no matter what may be going on around you that doesn't determine the fact that you can live on purpose with a godly purpose and so often we feel like purpose is out there somewhere sometime we're going to reach it when we got our act together but, but what if your purpose, your godly purpose, was a little bit easier and simpler to live out than life would sometimes have you believe? What if? Now just think on that while I read this verse to you. Isaiah 43 verse 7, God is speaking through the prophet Isaiah. And he says this, Bring all who claim me as their God, for I have made them for my glory. 
It was I who created them. So you've been made by God, hopefully you know that, but you've been made for his glory. That's a reason that you've been created, for the glory of God. You say, well, how can I bring glory to God? Listen, anytime you live in such a way that you display your love for God, you bring him glory. Any time that you live in such a way that you need to trust him more or have greater faith in him and reliance upon him, you bring him glory. Any time you serve God, you, you glorify God. Any time you give to God, any time you talk to others about what God has done for you, not in your own strength, but by the glory of God, you bring him glory. We were made to bring glory to God. So here's a question. How do we live on purpose, with a purpose, in a way that brings glory to God? That's a huge question with many different answers. Let me just give you two very quick thoughts and simple thoughts on that. The first one is this, that your purpose can be found in whatever. Your purpose can be found in whatever. It's not this elusive thing out there for you to find at some point where you demystify it. Your purpose can be found in whatever. And sometimes it's important to understand that because I think that we wrongly think that, oh, if if somebody's out in the mission field, we're going to understand that we're all out on the mission field, but if somebody's in the far-flung places of the world, then they're living with a godly purpose. If I was feeding street children, then I'd be living with that kind of godly purpose, not just turning up for work. If I was doing something dramatic like that, and we feel like God is just in the spectacular, if I was planting a church every year, if I was preaching to, to thousands of people, if, if I was doing this, if I was doing that, if I was writing books about God, sometimes we think that God's purpose only found in the spectacular when actually God's purpose can be found in what we would maybe term ordinary because how many people know that when we give God our ordinary he makes it extraordinary when we give God our natural he makes it supernatural. our purpose can be found in whatever we're doing 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do do it for the glory of God Something as basic as that. Whatever you do, do it for the glory of God. What is your whatever? Maybe you're a, a stay-at-home parent, stay-at-home mum, stay-at-home dad, and you think, well, I, you know, I feel like in some kind of subcategory, everyone else is doing things for God. But listen, you, in the way that you raise your children, can bring glory to God. You have been anointed for that moment to bring glory to God maybe it's in the workplace you say well I'll just turn up it's a dead-end job I'm just going through the motions I, I don't really know how God can use me in my workplace listen to what Paul wrote Colossians 3 23 to 24 here's that word again whatever you do whatever you do work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward it is the Lord Jesus that you are serving if you're a businessman or a businesswoman, you can bring glory to God in the way that you conduct your business with integrity and truth. If you're retired, you can bring glory to God in the way that you encourage people, in the way that you pray for people, in the way that you give wisdom to others. See, no matter what stage or age or, or what you're doing in this season of your life, you can bring glory to God. Your purpose is found in whatever. Here's, here's the other truth I want you to understand. Your purpose begins today. Your godly purpose begins today. And the reason I make that point is because we're so often waiting for some, some magical landmark, magical day out there somewhere. You know, I've spoken on this before, that we live so often in this, this one-day syndrome. One day when I feel more qualified. One day when I'm ready. 
one day when I've got more, one day when I'm less busy, one day, and we kind of hope for this fake magical mystery one day that's out there somewhere in our future, when actually we've got to understand that every day in the kingdom of God speaks of significance. Every day that you wake up in the kingdom of God has purpose and glory written all over it. Listen to what the psalmist says, because when you live this day this way, you understand when you wake up in the morning, every single day is a gift from God, even Mondays. Some of you I know hate Mondays. Even Mondays, when you wake up, are a gift from God. Psalm 118, 24, this is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Every 24-hour period of your life is an opportunity to live with purpose and to bring glory to God. And maybe we need to stop waiting for the, the landmark days. One day I'm going to be there and I'm going to start really living for God and understand that godly purpose can be found in whatever at any given moment of any given day. I just think that's a more exciting way to live life. What if we live life with the understanding that God could use us in any moment? What if we walked around life with our ears open spiritually, not waiting for some conference someday or waiting until we feel more qualified. But what if we walked around with our ears spiritually open to what God was saying when God said, speak to that person, pray for that person, speak up for that person, reach out to that person, give to that person, encourage that person, speak to that person about Jesus, pray for that person, whatever that may look like. You know, the message paraphrase says this, of 2 Corinthians 6 verse 2, the message paraphrase says, don't squander one bit of a marvelous life that God has given you. Don't squander one bit of the life that God has given you. It's saying, don't waste another second focused on the negative or what you feel you don't have. Don't, don't live another moment in discouragement. Don't go another season with unforgiveness and bitterness rotting your heart. Don't live in your yesterdays. Don't focus too much on your tomorrows, but live in the gift of today and what God wants to do. Psalm 39, verse 4 to 5, I'll end with this. The psalmist says, Lord, remember, sorry, Lord, remind me how brief my time on earth will be. Remind me that my days are numbered, how fleeting my life is. You have made my life no longer than the width of my hand. My entire lifetime is just a moment to you. At best, each of us is but a breath. Now, I don't say that today or read those verses to you today to make you feel morbid, to make you live in fear, to make you have a midlife crisis. Oh, if, I, if I'm halfway through my life, I've got to go crazy. No, not to do any of those things, but to live with a sober truth that actually our time here on earth is limited. Now, that doesn't produce fear within the heart of a Christian because there is no fear around that thought when it comes to a child of God. But we need to understand that time is not something that's just passing us by because when we live that way when it comes to things like moments in life like like the lockdown we think oh my life's just on pause if we think that life is just passing us by or we could actually think that time is a commodity is a gift from God that we have an opportunity to invest the question is how are you going to invest the time that God has given to you are you going to keep waiting for some magical landmark day over here that will never truly come the gift is today the opportunity is today 
Your purpose is found today in whatever you may be doing. Stop waiting for some moment out there that you've built up in your mind and actually start living for the purposes of God right now. Start realizing that God can use your life. He's not waiting until you feel more qualified or you know more about the Bible or you have been through this course. God is waiting to use your life right now if you would make yourself available. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word shows us that we have been created for your glory. And Lord, I just speak against the lie of the enemy that would speak into the hearts of people in this room this morning that they have to wait, that they're not good enough, that they're not strong enough, that they're not able enough, that they have to wait until one day their purpose will come to them. And Lord, as you we begin to just wake up each morning and realize, God, I don't have to be anything special in myself. I am unique. I am gifted in you. I have everything that I need for life and godliness. With you, I am victorious. As we live each day with that mindset and that understanding of that truth, that we are equipped, that we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. God, what could take place if we just surrendered our day to you? And I just pray that people, even this week, would use for, look for simple opportunities that could bring you glory. Whether that's in the workplace, whether that's something they say to their kids as they raise them, whether that's a conversation with a neighbor over the fence or as they're getting in their car, whether it, it just is at the school gate, wherever it might be, Lord, use our mouths, use our actions, use us, we pray, for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.